Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Sorry, you can't. So you can't handle this fucking energy I'm bringing to the recording studio today. I swear to God, when you did that, I thought you were about to say, "Kelly, can you handle this?" Michelle, can you? (laughs) That's just what I assume. Start over. (laughs) That's just what I always assume is going to happen. I mean, that's reasonable. How can you not at this point? That's just what we grew up with, you know. Listen. Fellas, ladies, <laughs> can I have some sugar? Can please can I, just a little bit? Uh, can we? Is this now a podcast where we just listen to Heya once a week and review it? Can that be a thing? Honestly, I want nothing more. If nothing else, it will be a Patreon episode <laughs> where we just punch up the jam style, talk about Heya. <laughs> Just the same song every week. Yeah. Find deeper yeah. meaning. What a great fucking song. <laughs> Death Blart exists. Right. The worst idea of all time exists. We this this is a formula people use. Yeah, it's a method of comedy. Right. Oh my god, speaking of comedy, my laptop's at sixty nine percent. I gotta go. Hold on. Oh my god. <laughs> I need to go. Are you proud? Uh, Are you proud? I am. Speaking of being proud. Welcome to Into the Twilight. I'm yeah. proud of the show more and more each day um, as a method. Oh my god, this is so sentimental <laughs> at the top. I not. I was going to make a joke, but fuck you. I guess I will be <sighs> sentimental about it. No, make your fucking joke. <laughs> well, it's gone now. Um, I guess no I'll just... No way! <laughs> future Cody, please add in some Celine Dion um, behind this <laughs> track. I, I'll just like to thank the Academy for the oh <laughs> opportunity every week to make dick jokes and shit on yep. E.L. James as much as yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, and also forget about all of the work that I need to do and instead just read really shitty smut instead. hey Cody, how the hell are you doing? Uh, welcome to Polar Vortex Watch. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I'm living in a nightmare. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, welcome. It's It's been a while. Maybe it hasn't, but I'm just gonna say it's been a while since we've done a little weather update <laughs> on the podcast. I think it has been a while. Because weather is by far the least interesting thing to talk about on a podcast ever. But Chicago is a cold motherfucker. Not even it's not even snowing or anything. It's just negative fifty degrees. That's all. <laughs> That's all. It sounds absolutely awful. It's me. like not even real. It doesn't make actual sense. Like everyone's on lockdown. Like no one really is like leaving their home. Everything's closed. Like every government office is closed. Whatever. It's like we're all just panicking. <laughs> I. It's so cold. The problem- How is it allowed to be that cold? I don't- Well, one, it's not. It's a crime. So, (laughs) Mother Nature is under arrest. Um, Where in the world is Mother San Diego? Um, Oh my god. And the other thing is I- One, I'm sorry. On behalf of everyone else. And two, I physically cannot comprehend how cold that is. Yeah. That just, to me, that- brings me back to working in a grocery store and standing in like the box freezer and like having to put meats (laughs) in there like yeah that's all I can think about is just like standing in an actual freezer that's basically what it is you can't breathe in too hard or it'll hurt you can't like if anything on you is wet you're dead that's like it's over (laughs) it's it's done I'm wearing two pairs of pants right now so you're playing the Oregon Trail, but for real, though. Yes. I hate that. Any venture outside, you could just 
get what is the disease it's obviously dysentery organ trim dysentery i'm sorry it's obviously dysentery cody don't okay it's (laughs) i need you to fucking come for me i'm i could be dying i'm cultured swine oh my god it's been like 15 years since I've played Oregon Trail. My life Sorry, is the Sorry, my memory's trail. a little cloudy. <laughs> Listen, I lived in Oregon. My life was the Oregon Trail. We made <laughs> jokes about the Oregon Trail. There were memes about the Oregon Trail in my whole life. So, listen. You're just so aggressive just right at the top here. <laughs> about the Oregon Trail. I have a lot of feelings about the Oregon Trail. I guess. Um, but for real, though, I'm sorry. And it makes me sad because that means that when you were talking about the weather, like, a couple episodes ago, no shade, the <laughs> you were talking about the heaters at the train stations or whatever. Those probably don't work now, huh? I don't know because I haven't done public transportation because if you are outside for more than five minutes, you could get hypothermia That's or frostbite. Um, it's really cool and I'm glad to be alive. Um, <laughs> so I haven't been going to trains because I will have to wait for them outside. So that's, that's spooky. Haven't haven't been able to check that. Well, it'll be hopefully better by the time that this episode goes up, huh? Yeah. Here's hoping. Here's hoping, Here's hoping I don't freeze in a like chamber <laughs> before I can upload this. No, I believe in you for sure. Thanks, Do you man. know what also is going to be happening by the time this episode goes up? What? The Super Bowl. Cool. Wow. So what a relevant, fun topic for this podcast. Listen, we talk about balls on here. Well, you didn't like my That was a you didn't here, hold on, I'll try again. Hey, Cody, do you know what's happening when the hey, time... is this thing on? Hey, hold on. Hey, hey, did you did you hear my joke? Can anybody hear me? Jack Do you need me to get my emergency whistle? I watched the Titanic enough. I can do that scene really well. Is this mic on? Should I should I get another one? Should I? Here, I'll try again. Hey, Cody, I know that we talk about balls oh, a lot on here. <laughs> do you know what else has balls going on this weekend? What's up, man? The Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a team that you're rooting for? Um, I do you don't even know because... who's playing? No. Here's the thing. I know who almost played because on both sides because. Two of my remains were from New Orleans, so they're big Saints fans. Gotcha. And everyone wanted the Saints to win. They did not. For very bullshit reasons, I will say. And two, my other roommate is from Kansas City, <laughs> who was also going to be in the Super Bowl, but they lost for less egregious reasons. So I don't know who's actually there for real, though. I don't think. Can you... I want nothing more than for you to tell me <laughs> who is in the Super Bowl right now. No, I don't know. I don't know. No, I know one of them's the Rams. I know the Rams is one okay. of them because LA. What's up? Um, the other one, I don't know. It's an East Coast team. They're probably also that, frozen right now. That does not help me yep. even a little bit. No, I know. I just want you to use your comedy skills and tell me what team it is that's playing right, right. now. <laughs> the the good sports boys. Thank you. That's great. They're gonna they're gonna win <laughs> the Super Bowl. Yep. The New England Good Sports Boys. Yep, they're also known as the Patriots. Yeah, I know what the New England team is. (laughs) Yep. I know their name. Yep. That's the the Peyton one. (laughs) Yep, yeah, the New England Peytons. Yeah, I mean, come on, really, (laughs) if you think about it. Um, (laughs) I know sports. That's... I've seen a sport. Thank you. You absolute nerd. Um, I adore you immensely. Um, I'm terrified to say, Cody, that we've talked too much about real current events, that we need to actually talk about actual podcast-related current events. I would love that. I want to talk to you about some scary news that has come out this week. And so hold on to your butts, folks, Um, mainly because I want you to have something to hold on to. There's a website on the world internet otherwise known as the World Wide Web, that I do not understand. I've been talking about it for multiple weeks now on the podcast, and I still do not quite understand it. It's something called Wattpad. Yep. And I, uh, who is she, you know? Will we ever know? I don't know, um, other than 
it is now expanding in a way that I still don't quite understand um, into what, according to the New York Times, is a publishing division. And that scares me. Yeah, that's that's too much energy. Agreed. Ugh. And power. Especially because Wattpad, in this article anyways, where the New York Times is described as a storytelling application, which seems generous. So apparently, this is going to be called Wattpad Books. And I, uh, first of all, is kind of how... No thanks. Yeah, especially because one of the ways that it says here is that it's going to be a, quote, data-driven approach with a human editor's critical eye, which I don't know what that means at all. Yeah. What does that say to you? What does that mean? (laughs) Because I don't understand. I have questions. All I know is that everything that I've read off of Wattpad is confusing and also scary and makes me a little unsure about myself. And so the idea of those turning into actual novels has with everything from fan fiction websites potential, but it makes me nervous nonetheless. Sure. Reasonable. Yes. Um, Especially with whatever a data-driven approach could be. Since, what did you say earlier? It was like crowdsourced, apparently? That's what it looks like. Well, it just seems like they're, they're putting into consideration, like, the vast users of Wattpad to, like, key in what they're interested in and what things they should, like, pursue in terms of publishing. Yeah. Which is, like, sure, a good way to do it in terms of, like, finding an audience and utilizing it and, like, knowing your target demo or whatever. But also, the audience is not... Great. No, no, no. To begin with. No, absolutely not. No. I'm, that makes me so nervous. Um, yeah. On a little bit of a sad note this week, Sundance is happening, was happening. Is currently happening. Is currently yes. happening. And apparently something that has premiered during that time is a documentary about Anton Yelchin. My sweet summer child, my son, um, that I adore so much. And one of the people that was discussed during that time for the documentary, I mean, there were like so many actors profiled for this documentary because Anton Yelchin did the most while he was alive. But Casey was profiled to talk during that documentary. And (sighs) do you ever just cry? My heart. All the time. Always. Uh, Yes. Forever. And what I love about this is she was, they worked together, I think it said when they were like 15. And she is mentioning like the fact that he broke her heart, not necessarily in what you would necessarily consider like, I don't know, the stereotypical way, but just because he was like so good. Um, And she was like, I can't be around this guy, (laughs) Um, which I love. So... I miss him always, and I want to see this very bad. So, I love that very much. Now, the pièce de resistance. <laughs> Whatever just came out of my mouth was very important. Are you good? <laughs> no, I just, my body just broke. Um, because it knew that I needed to talk about E.L. James, and my body was like, hey, please stop. And also because I was trying to speak French, and that's, like, not okay. So... The most important thing in the whole world, because all of our Google Daily Digests have been trying to get us to pay attention to this, is that E.L. James is writing a book, and it's coming out in April. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and it, it's... Get ready. <laughs> oh, gosh, folks. Um, it's called The Mister. And if you want to just take that for what it is, you know the plot. You already do. You know it. Yeah, you know. You do. It's, from what I can tell here, because I've looked at a couple of interviews that E.L. James has done so far, it's set to be about, like, a Cinderella gone dirty kind of story. And that... Yeah. Is what my least favorite thing I've heard ever. It's I'm over it. I hate it. 
I do. No, thank you. Mainly because, and the first thing that, as soon as I saw that she was taking Cinderella and turning it dirty, my question was... <laughs> first of all, how dare you? Well, one, yes, absolutely disrespectful. And also, my question was, is, can E.L. James write anything? Like, <laughs> because now, she, now... Right, they're all adaptations of things, right? Yeah. Those are both two mm-hmm. stories that were not her own. So what no. what can she write on her own? Nothing that I've seen. James, write an original concept and maybe don't make it sexy challenge. Yeah. These are all... How about that? These, these are all How about that? basically book covers. She's done covers of things yeah. in text right. form. <laughs> and I yeah. hate that. Yeah. <sighs> She's like a bad raunchy weird owl and i hate that that's mm, but i also don't like weird owl so yeah i don't like love weird Owl, but i feel like that's also a weird comparison (laughs) maybe she's like a worse robin thick okay yeah maybe that sure i'll workshop it i'll get it back to you yeah, we're, we'll circle back. <laughs> um, one of the things that I wanted to mention about this, too, just right off the bat, because when I saw that she was making Cinderella dirty, I was like, wow, first of all, rude. But second of all, can we stop remaking Cinderella? Yeah, I think we're done. I think we know. The last, the only, arguably, yeah. Cinderella that needed to be made was the Roger and Hammerstein Cinderella. Yes. And that's it. We don't need any that, Hold on. It was the rot. Hold on. <laughs> Everyone shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you okay. shut up. Be No, everyone be quiet. <laughs> everyone okay, stop everyone talking. Mind. Cody's trying to focus. <laughs> please. Everyone please shut up. Okay. No. Yeah, so that is correct. The Rodgers and Hammerstein one, the 1997 yes. one. With, Brandy, uh, Brandy and Houston is the, and is the fucking best. It's better than the original Cinderella. No, I, it's hard so good. It's so fucking good. That cast? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that movie slaps. <laughs> that movie did not need to go so hard. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it did, and I am <laughs> so there grateful. Were bops. And the costume. Oh my Christ. Can we... And Brandy? <laughs> okay, but for real though, patrons, would you mind if Cody and I just watch this movie and review it? Because, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, what the fuck? How How did Roger and Hammerstein's, like, send out, what the fuck, a fax at this time? Did email exist? Um, did they send out a telegram? Um, <laughs> like, doves? I don't <laughs> I understand. <need> seven. <laughs> and they were like, yo, I got an idea. Brandy. Bernadette Peters. I can see it. I've got the yeah. string. And then I've got an idea. We're going to get fucking Jason Alexanders because he's not doing anything. And then that no. guy from Alias. What's his name? <laughs> What's that guy from Alias's name? He's in everything as like the bad guy. What's his name? Hold on. Victor Garber. Yeah. There we go. Sh- everyone shut up. <laughs> and then the, f- the fucking cute guy. What was his name? It's probably like Paolo or something because all the cute guys' names sure. are Paolo's. Hold on. Everyone shut up. I'm going to figure it out. Everyone shut up. His name is Paolo. I'm so good at this. Everyone's cute. This name is Paolo. Um, This is $4.99 on Amazon. I swear to God. Oh, my God. This did not need to go so hard. Stop recording. Let's just do back to back. Oh, my Christ. Cody, this movie was so good. Nobody else. Yeah, the movie fucks. Nobody else needs to make another Cinderella movie. And here's the thing, read the, like, adaptations of, like, classic Disney movies or whatever. In this Daily O whatever uh, website that's kind of talking about Mm -hmm. it, there's, like, a photo of Christian and and Anna. And the caption is, weren't the Beauty and the Beast the original Anastasia Steele and Christian Grey? I'm gonna pass out. Which, (laughs) I'd counter, No! (laughs) Incorrect. No. Shut up. I. I I. Now, where is that comparison? Now, was the closet a little horny? Yeah. Was Mrs. Potts basically Mrs. Jones? Sure. Sure. 
But sure. Shut up. Sure. That's all I'm gonna say. And Christian never turns into nor changes from being a beast. Yeah, he doesn't improve. <laughs> he's he doesn't improve, or and he doesn't turn into a literal monster either. There's no trajectory. It's just the same shit. Well, and also, and I don't. Maybe I'm, and maybe I've seen different versions. Maybe I had a sure. different copy that wasn't X-rated, <laughs> but I never saw <laughs> Belle's tits. So, yeah, right. <laughs> I never saw. I didn't see any beast dick? Yeah, I didn't see a cock sock. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. And it's probably for the best. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely for the best. Because. But it probably exists out there if you look hard enough. If we're being honest. I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> what? What? Because the last thing that I need to think about is like my seven year old self being like, oh. So glad that I just finished my episode of Sesame Street. Now I'm just going to go look and turn on Beauty and the Beast for the seventh time today. Oh, weird. I can't believe that this version has the feather duster fucking Lumiere. Weird. Weird twist that this okay, one has. We all know that Lumiere and Cogsworth were fucking, all right? Let's just put that to bed. I didn't say that he wasn't also doing that. Okay, that's true. A polyamorous icon. <laughs> Listen, he's... Can we talk about these fucking chapters? He's got a fire lit in him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Alright. So, we're finally getting to the end of this book. We've reached it. We've reached the end. Thank Christ. So, chapter 25, where we left off last week, was Christian telling Anna a bedtime story. His version of bedtime story is a little bit different than most. Sure. Um, where he's talking about how him and Mrs. Robinson became to fuck. That was a really well-worded sentence. Thank you so much for noticing. <laughs> so he talks about the fact of, like, um, he was out on a hot summer day working hard in her backyard. Um, and then all of a sudden, Mrs. Robinson, like, brought over lemonade and, like slapped him in the face and kissed him and, you know, like, as you do to a minor. So, super chill and all that stuff. He was, like, horny, right? Because older woman kissing him, finding him attractive and all this time, every time that she's touched him, it's only been on his head and never on his body, which totally works for him. Anyways, he goes on this story and like continues on talking about his like physical contact and stuff and how like everything in his life was calm and orderly and like this worked for him until of course Anna showed up um because then his life stopped being dull and empty and mediocre and gross (sighs) so he keeps going talking about how um He's been talking, right, with Mrs. Lincoln. He also mentions that he started talking about when he went out after Anna mentioned that she was pregnant to him. And he tells his side of the story, which is that when he went out that night, um, he told Mrs. Robinson that Anna wanted um, kids, not that Anna was pregnant which was different. Yep, that's not exactly it. Yep, that was a different side of the story. He also mentions that um, Mrs. Lincoln made a pass at him, and he was like, oh, no, I can't possibly do this. I have a wife who wants kids. I must go home. (laughs) And he was like, but my wife, I love my wife. (laughs) My, my, Exactly. (laughs) And he started apparently, like, in that moment, realizing, like, oh, if that was my son that went through all the things I went through, that wouldn't be a good thing. And that suddenly, like, clicked for him. And so then he had to go home. Bye-bye. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so 
during all this time, like, Anna's like, oh my god, Christian, I love you so much. Thank you so much for sharing with me. Because apparently this is a lot of talking for them. Right. It's like, y'all are married? Yeah. And he's been talking. This is not ideal yeah. communication. Exactly. That's happening. And he's talked for... We're not learning anything. What? Two minutes? So... Right. It's just really not that big of a deal. Oh my god, he was so vulnerable in front of me today. <laughs> <laughs> he expressed one thing about his life. He said... For 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So she wakes up. It's like a Monday now. And she's like, oh yes. I think after all the stress I've been through, what would be really good for my routine is getting back in the swing of things, going to work. So, takes a shower, gets dressed, goes downstairs... And is telling, announces to both Christian and Mrs. Jones, I'm going to go to work today. I think that'd be really good. And Christian just, like, snorts at her because the doctor mentioned that she needs to have a week off because she fucking fractured her skull. Yeah. Um, and that's not going to work. So what Christian says instead of doing that is that they should go and look at what his brother has done with renovating the house. So that's what they do instead. Uh, <laughs> and once they get there, Anna is shook by the fact that, um, the house is being renovated. And sometimes that when houses are renovated, that means that walls are torn down and things get kind of into a mess. And also that there are construction workers. Sometimes those are men and also women. She made it such a point to mention that. She was like, oh, I watched all these men. And some women uh, do this. I just, it's so gross. Feminism. Equality. It was just like, it's almost like E.L. James turned to the audience and was like, Hi, my name is E.L. James. I'm a proud supporter of white feminism. It's mm. so gross. Anyways, they walk yeah. around. Christian's like, do you remember those huge portraits I got of you from Jose? These are going to go everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's my fucking mood board. I love my wife. <laughs> I'm going to drape them all over the driveway. They just... I made them my wallpaper. Yes. He was like, I'm going to imprint I've got them. a billboard alley style. Exactly. <laughs> Stars born. Oh my god. Yes. Exactly. Um, he's billboards everywhere. He's going to imprint them onto the tile so they're in the driveway. It's just going to be so obnoxious. <laughs> my license plate. Yes. Exactly. He's going to be like one of those... Um, advertisements on cars so his whole car is just gonna be yes. one of those photos yeah <laughs> that'd be so obnoxious yeah anyways what they end up doing is going out into the meadow that they have outside their house the meadow el james the meadow <sighs> anyways real subtle anyways they go outside to have lunch and like have a little picnic out there and Christian subtly, or, like, just offhandedly mentions, he's like, oh, yeah, um, I thought that this would be a great place to raise a family. And then <laughs> Anna, like, breaks her neck looking back at him so fast. He's like, a family? <laughs> More than one? It's like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa hey. Yeah. Anyways, um, they start, like, talking about um, kids, and she's like, I want to have a bundle of children. She's like, a, a gaggle of children. And Christian's like, that's not how you say kids. Um, Anna, that's geese. And she's like, a gaggle, Christian. A gaggle of blips. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I said what I said. Oh, Christ. I hate that she calls her child blips. It's so gross. It's just, I hate it. Uh, that's a human being. Exactly. That's a fetus, Bella. <laughs> anyways so during this lunch that they're having out in the meadow christian gets a phone call um where all of a sudden like the mood suddenly shifts after this phone call we find out it's elena's ex um the og lincoln who has apparently posted the bail for hyde and <laughs> i genuinely thought that we weren't going to get like a conclusion for this story. Right. Like, I thought the conclusion was just like, oh, Hyde, he did a bad one. The end. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. But apparently the conclusion to this is that Elena's ex posted the bail for Jack. But during that time, obviously, like, 
Jack tried to kill people. Uh, so yikes, uh, that's not what you're supposed to do on bail. <laughs> um, no. And so during that time, Christian has like taken all of his stocks and done like, I don't know, businessy stuff with them to really like fuck it over, I guess. Sure. sure. Real like rich man stuff, I guess. Real rich man hours, am I right? Yep. <laughs> and then during this time, because I guess Anna's really horny by powerful businessman stuff, um, they just, you know, fuck in the meadow. Yeah. As you do. That's just, you know, stuff you do on there. Listen, I wish we got that scene from Twilight, TBH. Honestly, <laughs> same. TBH? Yes, I agree. Get that good, good, you know? Can you imagine just a blushing bride of Edward just in the meadow? Uh, just... Yes. Him... Just glimmering. Instead of him breaking <laughs> headboard, he just broke, like, shattered the earth. <laughs> just <laughs> created a fissure in the earth, like in Breaking Dawn Part 2. <laughs> oh my god. Made, yeah, made a fucking schism. Exactly. <laughs> just snapped some trees in half. Um, yeah yes i love it anyways so it's been a couple days since the picnic at this point and then what anna decides to do she's like hmm i still can't work because no one will let me do my job so what i'm gonna do instead is just make my husband super horny so she pulls out some lingerie pulls out christian's sex jeans and (laughs) as you do uh, yeah. And y'all remember the sex Hey, how could you forget the sex jeans? You know what I mean? No way. And then she sends him a nice little text on his Blackberry saying, as you do, um, basically just sends him a little, like, the equivalent of a winky face. And so, of course, he just, like, scampers in. And she's on her knees. And sex jeans are there. And the story officially ends before the epilogue with them um going into the playroom hey we're back yep full circle just you did it and they're doing it and they're done and they're it doing and it. they're gonna they're keep doing it forever until they die yep. <laughs> just and never ending sense they can't stop fucking yep. <laughs> until they die true life they're eternally cursed yep True life. I can't stop fucking. Um, Am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Title of my fucking autobiography. <laughs> uh, that's, yep, that's it. Can't stop, won't stop. Fucking. God. Bye. By Christian Grey. <laughs> uh, Forward by Anastasia <laughs> Yes, exactly. And somehow, epilogue by Dr. Flynn. Weirdly enough. <laughs> Yeah. He did like the blur. <laughs> it's like this really shows Christian's development over time. Cause really for the last twenty years his emotional <laughs> capacity has been stunted. <laughs> made zero improvement. It's honestly But this is something. It's not better, but it's not worse. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly been a, a huge shift because before he could just come in a sock. And so I guess it's a real <laughs> development that he can do it into another person, you know? Right, or when he did do it to other people, he treated them like objects, <laughs> and now he can say that he loves them. Yeah. So really, we're seeing leaps and bounds. Everywhere. Yep, that's true. Speaking of leaps and bounds, let's talk about this epilogue just real quick. Oh, real quick. So we get a fast forward three years in the future, and they're at what Anna calls the big house. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brag about it. Yeah. Damn. Um, what we also like to call privilege. What up, y'all? Welcome to MTV. This is my crib. <laughs> um, we have four fridges. They're all stacked next to each other and also on top of each other. Oh my God. We like to call this the inaccessible house. Have you... Hold on. Sorry. I have to pivot a little bit because I mentioned it. Have you seen the 50 Cent episode of Cribs? Oh, have I? Because it's the greatest, like, full hour of content I've ever seen in my I life. I miss Cribs so much. Yeah, Cribs is great. Bring Cribs back. But I feel like if we have bring it back, it'll just be, like, 
TikTok stars who, like, have millions of dollars, and that's not what I want. Now, tell me about Cribs, but in TikTok time. Like, so it's 15 seconds of Cribs. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. That maybe I could do. It's like, here's all my cars. <laughs> <laughs> but also they're, like, lip-syncing a Dua Lipa song yeah. or something. So you get to see... While they're doing it. You get to see, like, half the toilet... Two cans yeah. of soy or like one can, a soy sauce bottle, and then like one rim. Do you carry soy sauce in cans? <laughs> Listen, you, on what the go. The Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I'm always on the run. Um, and yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's. I feel like it could be way snappier that way. Yeah, I agree. That or it's um always those tiny houses, you know. Yeah. But I prefer, like, the mansions, but still, like, 15 seconds. <laughs> so, yes. I miss it uh, quite a lot. Are you talking about the Cribs one, like, where he actually did it, or the one where he spoofed it? No, the one where he actually okay. did it. Yeah. I remember that, though. It's bananas. Yeah. Like, the, he has so many other rappers just living in his home, and they're all just fucking all the time. That's what I loved about Cribs, is there were always, like, random-ass people in there. Yeah, just there. I love that. I love that a lot. And I always thought it was like, whoa, they have so many friends and not like, oh, they called these people over because they knew they were filming. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that a lot. Wow, what a great show. Yes, same. So, three years later, they're in the house. And then E.L. James is still doing that thing where she's like skipping time. So... Then there, she's like, there at the house. And then she's there at the last night at Escala. Um, and so there's like lots of like sexy times that are happening. And then she's back at the house. And now she's pregnant with a daughter. And then there's another memory where now she has her son. And Cody, could you do me the honor? Um, what is, what's her son's name? Her son's name is Ted. <laughs> Now, this uh, this baby is an adult man. This this baby has an adult man name. Yes. But, I mean, okay, for real. His his full name, I guess, which we find out later, is Theodore Raymond Gray or something like that. Yes. And they call him Teddy. But mostly they call him Ted. Yes. Which is the name of a 45-year-old man. All I could think about. Not a baby. <laughs> while they were saying his name was Ted Mosby. That's all I could think about. Yeah. I feel like those two could raise a Ted Mosby, to be honest. He felt like a Ted Mosby to me. I Yeah, he's got that raw energy, you yes. know? That raw, I don't really respect women. Yep. I think I do. Energy. <laughs> Ted, I don't know how to spell professor on a chalkboard Mosby. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's still a mood. That's still a true. Listen, as much as I want to dunk on Ted Mosby for not knowing how to spell professor, I stand up in front of a whiteboard every day and I forget how to spell things all the time. So, listen, it happens to the best of us, you know? Yeah. But yeah. fucking Anastasia Steele and fucking What's-His-Face Gray would definitely have a Ted Mosby, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, easily. Because you're also, like, you're mixing... Christian's, like, toxic, abusive behaviors and characterizations, right? And then you're also mixing Anna's, like, perceived sense of feminism, but that's actually really reductive and, like, not cognizant of what actual feminism is. And also believes in guns. And that, and also believes in guns, I guess. And that makes Ted Mosby. Agreed. Think about it. Just think about it, America. It's just math, if you really think about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Have y'all ever done math before? Because <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> just math, if you really think yeah. about it. Uh, Read a fucking text for once in your lives, please. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> One of my favorite things, and I think this, honestly, if you think about it, just shows Ted Mosby, is the memory that she has of the popsicle with Ted. Um, yeah. <laughs> where they're, like, having popsicles that Gail... Um, fucking what's-his-face's daughter brings out. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I love this man. Why can I not remember his name? Mm-hmm. Brickhouse man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Why can I not remember? Taylor. Yes. <laughs> Taylor, Brad, Brad, 
Tim. Bread cast. I just imagine him having the body of Mr. Incredible. Just like, yes. Just an absolute unit. <laughs> like, oh, it's like the, the character in Sex Education that everyone just calls a triangle yeah. because his top is so big, but his legs are really small. Exactly that. Because he can't work them out. Exactly that. Yes. So they're having like popsicles and fucking Ted drops his and he's just like, he calls it like a pop because he's two years old and he doesn't have language acquisition yet, but also because he's a dunce. Yeah. And and also this whole time, Anna and Christian are calling each other mommy and daddy. I hate and that. Shit. No, thank you, man. I hate no, that. I know. You. Whatever. Listen, here's not to kink shame. We're never gonna do but that. But also to kink shame. But given but given this specific scenario and all of the things that have like built up in their relationship, specifically Christian's severe mo- like mother issues and also his severe issues of being like a dominant guy that is more abusive than he is actually dominant. Yep. Maybe that's not the move. Yeah. I know that they the parents do this, right, to help kids right. understand yeah. but like for them how about think about the context a little bit just teach your ted mosby child to call you christian and anna like don't yeah. don't have your kid call you mom and dad your your ch- kid already has the name of an adult man yeah, just <laughs> he'll figure it just out just skip that at that point honestly yeah the other thing that about this memory that i also want to talk about too is actually there's two things one is the fact that Christian is talking about the publishing company um, and the fact that Christian's like still doesn't want Anna to work. He's all like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you're making money in these difficult times. That's great. But also, um, can you not work? Because I love when you're barefoot and pregnant in my kitchen. Hey, so fuck you. Love that. This love great, this marriage. Very extremely. <sighs> Have we learned nothing? This whole series is built on the idea that Christian changes, right? Like, that's the whole fucking thing. That's why everyone defends it, and that's why people are like, oh, but it's worth it, because in the end, he, like, breaks down his walls, and, like, whatever. He's less, like, dominant and whatever, and he gives in because he's in love or whatever. But none of that shit actually tracks, because he's still the same motherfucker, because... Anna is just, like, letting that happen. Yep, 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 yep. And he is not being stopped, and he's also not learning from his own past behaviors and his bad behaviors as bad behaviors, and just fucking, he's like, oh, well, I here's a bit of my tragic backstory, gonna keep being an asshole, if that's cool, because I gave you that gift of me being vulnerable, right? No. He's awful. This sucks. I hate it the other thing that i want to mention about this too is they're talking about baby names they're talking about like oh i like the name phoebe i also like the name ella and christian's like uh actually no um because i don't want to name my daughter after my mother uh the woman i hate (laughs) (laughs) the only person i hate (laughs) yes um and the thing about this, too, is, like, apparently in the three years that's gone by, he's been able to yeah. admit that, like, he has, he does love her, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's gone to visit her gravesite, but, and that's, that takes a lot of time and a lot of yeah. admitting stuff, you know, with his trauma, but, like, stop, Anna, stop trying to push him to heal if he doesn't want to do that. Like, right. And also, that's, it's, it's different to, like, make him realize his feelings or, like, his complicated feelings and, like, visit her grave and, like, do all this stuff than to name your child the name of your mother, which you hate and or have a very complicated past with. Right. Because that, like, puts a lot on that child. That puts, like, a lot of responsibility that they did not ask for. That you were just, like, thrusting upon them. Like, thrusting upon all these, like, expectations. Exactly. And perceived notions of this this baby that is not a fully formed human being yet. It just seems like the easiest way for that kid to have a complex. Right. Like, I mean, that kid's already gonna have a complex. Listen. For sure. But 
naming it naming it in his mom's name will definitely streamline that process. <laughs> um, the other thing about that too is it's like E.L. James, you really want Ella, right? That was funny too. <laughs> <laughs> what if wink, wink? Um, and then the last bit. What about Renesmee? I- <laughs> I'm going to pass out. Um, The last bit of this epilogue, it's a very long epilogue, by the way. Um, Just, like, make this another chapter. Jesus. Um, Yeah, it's so long. Is Christian is setting up a toy for Ted. And after that, they go outside and they're looking at the peninsula. And I just, I hate this part so much because Anna's like, it's simply stunning. Twilight over the sound. Christian pulls me into his arms. It's quite a view. It is, Christian answers. And it's just like, it's Twilight over the sound? (laughs) Like, (sighs) shut up, E.L. James. Like, have your own SEO for once in your life, please. Yeah. And I dare you. Honestly, I double dog dare you. (laughs) Write your own content for once. Four, one. So that's the end of the epilogue. And I was like, last week I was like, oh yeah, that's it, right? But then I was like, oh shit, there's like a hundred more pages. What the fuck is this? So I read on and I like continued on my pages thinking like, oh yeah, maybe it'll just be a preview for like the Christian Grey side of the story. And it wasn't, it was sort of, it wasn't. I don't know what yeah. this was. It's called Shades of Christian, which yeah. I don't know if this is a preview for the other books or not. I think they might have been excerpts, but I'm not entirely sure. Because they were, like, fragmented, right? Like, they were, like, different, not full chapters, but, like, little sections. They were excerpts, yeah. That that read, like, Fifty Shades of Grey. But from Christian's point of view. But from his perspective. Right, 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 yeah. right. So the first one... They were bad, I'll say that. (laughs) They were bad. So the first one was 50's First Christmas. And I want to know your perspective on this one. This one fucking sucks. It's Um, awful. It's also like three pages. Like, it's not... Whatever. But there's something... And we've talked about this before. But there's something so gross feeling about reading E.L. James write from a young boy's perspective. It makes me uncomfortable. It's incredibly uncomfortable and it just feels like wrong. Like there's something about it that feels like predatory or like weird or something because just like she's she's talking in this like child mind speak or whatever that's like oh you know like I I like my dad. My mom's pretty. This tree is great. And, like, all these, like, really simple, like, kid sentences or whatever. And is, like, talking about his weird relationship with his family or whatever through the eyes of a child. But it just, like, feels weird. And it's clearly not done right because E.L. James doesn't want to do that. But. (laughs) Honestly. So it just feels, like, uncomfortable. The thing that fucked me up about this is, I agree, it gave me a very predatory vibe. Like, every yeah. every page that I kept reading from this, I felt the need to stop. It Like, I should not be reading this. And yeah, it feels like you are stepping in on something you shouldn't be looking at. Absolutely. And I can't imagine, one, having to be the audiobook narrator for this. Or, oh my god. <laughs> or two, having to listen to this on the audiobook. Because I don't know that I'd be able to. It would make me feel, honestly, like, very Peeping Tom-esque. Like, it would make me feel super uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially... Which I guess is kind of her point, but it's still just, like, I don't know. I feel like the reader should not have to feel that, like, overwhelming sense of, like, creepiness towards it to get the point across. Well, especially because... This scene is called 50's First Christmas. So, like, this is Christian's first Christmas with his new family at the Greys. It's really not supposed to be a bad scene. Right, yeah. And so there's nothing about it that really is, like, predatory or bad or harmful. And yet everything about it, like, the fact that he calls Grace new mommy and he calls Elliot Lelliot and just... Things that I just don't, 
it feels like I'm reading a kid's diary and I should be handing it over to a parent or an authority that I should not be the one reading this. And that's, yeah. it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, the other one on here is Meet Fifty Shades, which is basically just like the first real scene of yeah. when Anna and Christian meet, but from Christian's perspective. Mm-hmm. This I found a little bit more entertaining than the first excerpt anyway, mainly because it's his perspective, right? So we see a little bit more behind the scenes here, but it's not anything that we didn't already know, um, mainly just because Christian, I find, is way more of an open book, but it was okay, I guess. He's just dunking yeah. on her the whole time. Right? He's just so rude. <laughs> He's yeah. like, this fucking bitch who doesn't know anything. Do you know who I am? Yeah, he's just... The one thing that I thought that was really interesting was uh, the fact that when she asked him if he was just lucky, he got so pissed. Which is really funny because, like, he's incredibly lucky. Like, that's... Like, he's been awarded a million privileges to get where he is today or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this, like, woman that he seems... He, he visualizes as inferior is, like, questioning his talent and ability and everything. Just, like, totally, like, in his internal monologue. He's like, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> Do you know who I am? It's like, hey, whoa, whoa, hey. Whoa, 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 hey. Yeah. I, I work hard. I'm a hard worker. So I should be here. Right. I I did find it a little bit interesting too that yeah the I think the thing that differentiates and what would happen to if slash when we read the gray series is that mm-hmm. because he's not he's not a vampire there aren't any special powers he's just an asshole is he's that just th- rich <laughs> yeah um is that there isn't anything that he's conflicting with Right? right? It's yeah. just him being a, a straight up asshole the whole time. Yeah. And so there isn't really a perspective that I'm interested to hear because he isn't really conflicting with like Anna's best interests at heart. No. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. It also gets into like the Clayton scene. And the only thing about that is him talking about him grabbing like the wire and the tape and him going in on like following her like lip movements and stuff which we kind of already saw from that scene as well um yeah so i i'm glad that she did this i guess but again it's nothing new because this is what midnight sun did so it's not a new concept at all still (laughs) exactly again and again and again oh here's another thing i forgot to mention that was from like the epilogue but the funniest fucking thing about that was anna like peers in on christian reading to ted (laughs) their 45 year old son ted (laughs) and she's like oh how heartwarming like he's reading to him he's gonna be a great father whatever whatever the book he's reading is the lorax Oh, Which yeah. I don't know if you remember, but is like an anti-capitalist like manifesto. It is. <laughs> and the fact that Christian Gray, the peak capitalist, is like reading this book to his son is so funny. It's like, do you not have reading comprehension skills? Do you not understand what this book is about? I did find that pretty beautiful personally (laughs) because it felt like to me that el james had not read the lorax no that's exactly it's like ah yeah speaks for the cheese i love like dr seuss hell yeah and then it's like wait a minute (laughs) what is this book about the horrors of capitalism yes i found that interesting amazing personally yeah that's pretty great (laughs) next week I can't believe that I'm saying this, um, but next week we have a movie that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cody, I think you have something special to say about that. Yeah, uh, we are doing our movie episode with a guest. Oh, shit. By the name of Jacob Shaw. Oh, my God. Also known as More Than Enough, Pretty Much It, 
the whole whatever he's like an internet famous boy i don't know he's just living his life but he's coming to talk about this horrible movie we have a real jacob in this dude yeah that we get to yell at (laughs) who i get to say jacob (laughs) yeah oh god i can't wait (laughs) um but yes i'm incredibly excited i'm gonna pass out it's gonna be great um i'm so excited to talk about this awful movie with jacob it shall be Mm -hmm. fantastic Jacob! Um, Jacob! <laughs> <laughs> um, before that, though, um, just, I, and I'm, what I love most about this, too, is that Jacob gets to bring a fan fiction. I just get to fucking chill out and drink a mimosa and just live my <laughs> truth. Um, that's my favorite thing about having guests on this podcast. Um, yeah. Before that, I would love to thank our patrons this week. Hell yeah, dude. Yes. Um, fuck yeah. And this week, what the fuck should we do for them this week? I have an idea. Okay. Uh, let's do best Super Bowl commercials. Oh, God. I don't remember any Super Bowl commercials. Coney. No, I can figure it out. <laughs> I can... I'll try. All right. I'm taking this from a very sketchy source, so this might be questionable. <laughs> okay. I think... That first and foremost, we have to thank Audrey Cullen, our fantastic $10 sponsor, who has got to be, obviously, the fantastic, and I remember this one from last year, um, the Doritos commercial that had Peter Dinklage in it, um, where he was lip syncing to Busta Rhymes talking about how much he loved Doritos because it's a mood and I relate to it a lot. That's great. Thank you. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Who's gonna be this Seven Up commercial from 1994? Tell me more. <laughs> uh, it's 41 seconds long. No, it's not. There's a very long intro. <laughs> it's 30 seconds long. And these dudes are just living the island time. Oh. And also, there's. Seven up. It's great. Great. I'm going to thank Katie Weber, who is fantastic great. and who I adore. And it's one of the most iconic ones. And I can't believe this is from 2011. This feels like it was way earlier um, mm-hmm. or like way more recent. It's the Volkswagen commercials take on Star Wars that had the little kid dressed up as Darth Vader. And he did, like, he was using the force and, like, mashing up to the Imperial March. I don't know if you remember this one, because apparently you don't watch commercials during the Super Bowl, because you're an alien. watch the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> you're an alien. Um, but the, yeah. Football's the most boring sport. Fucking don't at me. All right. It's three hours and there's only eight minutes of gameplay every time. It sucks. It's awful. All right. Well... Anyway, shout out to Simon Steele. Who's going to be from 2010. This one I actually do remember. It's the Google commercial about where someone's just Googling like all these different, like how to find this like French girl. Like what do French people like? And like, how do I get fights to France? And it's like this romance or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's really cute. I do remember that one as well. Yeah. That's very good. Awesome. So I have a little bit of a different sort of treat for you today. Sure. Um, this different treat was not written by a fanfiction user. Whoa. Um, it was actually written by E.L. James. Whoa. Um, and this is an excerpt from her new book, The Mister, which <laughs> comes out in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a paragraph excerpt. For you to get excited about. (laughs) Okay. Keeping in mind that this is a dirty Cinderella. Okay. So it's basically just fan fiction. Just, can you? (laughs) No. Get it over with. All right. Alessia opens the door, but freezes on the threshold of the room. He's here. The mister. Fast asleep face down and sprawled naked across the large bed. She stands, shocked and fascinated at once, her feet rooted to the wooden floor as she stares. He's stretched across the length of the bed, 
tangled in his duvet, but naked, very naked. His face is turned toward her, but covered by unkept brown hair. One arm is beneath the pillow that supports his head, the other extended toward her. He has broad, defined shoulders, and on his biceps is an elaborate tattoo that is partially hidden by the bedding. His back is sun-kissed with a tan that fades as his hips narrow to dimples and to a pale, taut backside. His long, muscular legs disappear beneath a knot of gray duvet and silver silk bedspread, though his foot sticks out over the edge of the mattress. He stirs, the muscles in his back rippling, and his eyelids flicker open to reveal unfocused but brilliant green eyes. Alessia stops breathing, convinced he'll be angry that she's woken him. Their eyes meet, but he shifts and turns his face away. He settles down and goes back to sleep. End scene. <sighs> Aren't you excited? No. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> as we say in Seattle, get bit and get whipped. Ooh. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, who you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB smith you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone